You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. Good morning, everybody. How are you? How's everybody doing? I'm Sarah Webster. I'm the worship pastor here. And um, uh, Tony um, is doing great in Pakistan. Our senior pastor, Tony, he is there with with Pastor Joe and with um, our outreach leader, Aaron, in Pakistan right now. Um, They uh, just did like a huge a huge conference there. Um, there were thousands of people in the crowd. It was, it was like crazy. Everybody just worshiping Jesus. I'm sure that there was tons of um, testimonies and miracles and deliverances and all that jazz. People getting free. Um, and so I'm so looking forward to have some stories from him to be able to share with you guys. Um, so they're doing great there. Thank you for your prayers for them, your continued prayers. Um, we love you guys and they, they need our prayers. They need our prayers. Um, there is a, do we still have the prayer sign up sheet back there? There should be a prayer sign up sheet. There are still slots. They're going to be there, um, until the end of the week. And so, um, if you want to sign up for a prayer slot and just be thinking of them, but if, you, if they just come to your mind during the week, please just pray for them. Ask the Lord um, what he wants to do and how, he, how he'll lead you to pray. And they really need our prayers over there. It's wild over there. And um, Jesus is just opening up doors where there shouldn't have been. Um, and I'm sure Tony will be able to tell you guys all about it when he gets back, but it's some wild stuff. Jesus is making a way um, when when the enemy is really trying to stop what they're doing there. They said that there's never been as much pushback um, from the people there, um, the government, for the, um, since this conference that they're doing. There's never been as much pushback happening in t- since this one. And so um, the enemy really wants to stop what God wants to do, but Jesus is making a way. So keep praying for them. Um, we just got back from our ladies retreat and it was amazing. It was so amazing. Um, like Isabel, when she, she, uh, she was welcoming everybody this morning said, you know, you have a plan and then God just is like, that was a good, that was a good try. (laughs) That was a good try. And that was so sweet. But, um, you know what I want to do? Let's do this. <laughs> and so it was really fun. We um, we had ladies from all all different churches come and be with us. And for our regional retreats, kind of the heart behind it is that we get to connect as the bride of Christ. We get to connect as the body and come together and grow together and um, just be feel that unity with one another that we have. And in close proximity, even though we have it in distance, but we want to feel that close proximity and just like um, really reach out, reach our hearts out to each other and show that 
It doesn't matter what kind of stream you're from, what kind of church you're from. Um, if, you're preaching, if you're preaching Jesus is the only way, <laughs> we want to we lock arms with you and do this thing together and let all of the disagreements to the side and um, move forward in, in, in the Father's business in the earth together. There's so many opinions, but like I've, the more that I'm in this thing, I realize that my opinions matter not. It's what, G, what is Jesus saying? What does Jesus want to do? Because he will use a donkey. He will use, um, he will use somebody, he will use Saul before he ever knew he could be a Paul. He will use the least of these, the most unlikely. He will partner with them and... And so I don't want to get I don't want my opinions to get in the way of what God wants to do. I don't want self-righteousness to lead my heart and me to be deceived and think that it's the righteousness of God when really it's just my preference and my own opinion. Because what he says is actually what's better. <laughs> So can you do something with me today? I like to have a conversation when I share. Um, I really mean that. If you have something just burning in your heart, just shout it out at me. Um, I want to do something today. I'll say it first because, you know, you're powerful, so you don't have to repeat me. And for all you people who are like, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll say it first, and then you can decide if you want to repeat it with me, okay? What I'd like to say is, um, Holy Spirit... I give you full access to all of me today. Can we say that together? You ready? Are we good? Holy Spirit, I give you full access to all of me today. And what I've been finding myself say to the Lord is keep my heart tender. Keep my heart tender. Keep my heart tender. The enemy would want me to preach love and live criticism. The enemy would want me to preach um, free, it was a free gift, but live striving. Keep my heart tender, Lord. Keep my heart tender to the other half of me, the other part of me sitting next to me in the way that they express the identity of Jesus that they were made in. Keep my heart tender towards them. You know, the person sitting next to you is a part of your divine destiny in the earth as the body of Christ. Sometimes, you know, it sounds a little like um, cheesy to call people brother, sister. And like, I don't even know you like that. But we really are. We're a part of the family of God. And we need each other. And something that I really felt the Lord on this week as we were at the women's retreat and just like I had all these plans and he just like came in and was like, I'm just doing what I want. I want to show up through 
so-and-so because I love her and I love the way that she sees me. I love her and I love the way that, that um, she's opened her heart up in this specific area for me to pour out wisdom here. And I want to reveal who I am through her. Not just through the one up front. And it, there was such a beautiful place of safety created. In that conference room full of women, there was a place of safety created when all of a sudden it wasn't just focused. We came for the one person to like learn from or hear God through. But we all came together and trusted the God inside of one another, trusted the Holy Spirit inside of one another and came humbly to receive what was Jesus and what they had to say. You know, there's this, there's this false idea of what humility is. And, and I, I've totally lived that way for sure. Mo- most of my life. It's like this, I think it's humble. I think it's humble to like live lowly to, to think of myself lowly to, you know, I, to the point where I can't even take a compliment without being like, well, glory goes to God. It's all him. It's Jesus, but really it comes from insecurity because I don't, because I care about what people think and I don't want them to think I'm prideful. It's not actually humble. It's like, ugh, don't look at me. But like if it was all Jesus, it probably would have been a lot better, you know. There's still pieces of us in it. Whatever, whatever we do, he partners with us. There, there's pieces of us in it and I, he likes it that way. But like there's this false thing of humility that really comes from insecurity or fear that I have to be a certain way, or it comes from a bad idea of who I believe I am. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm actually worthy, so I serve other people because I don't feel like I'm worthy to be honored and served and loved. So I, like, refuse it. But there's this, there's this other form of humility that right now, where I'm at with Jesus, that I feel like is a more healthier version for me. And it's where I'm confident in who he says I am. And I know that because the value that he put on my life with his life on the cross, that he says I was worthy. And I actually choose for my place of royalty because I am seated. He's seated at the right hand of the Father and I'm with him. And I choose from that place of royalty to not think of myself lower, but to never put myself above anybody else. For me, humility looks like we come in and everybody is brought to where I'm at. When we come into this place corporately, all of a sudden everybody is lifted up to the highest one. And yet we remember we will never go anywhere until until we come back to the one who's at the lowest spot. As the body, we cannot move forward unless we go back for the one who's the lowest. But I don't serve like I'm the lowest. I serve like let's go up and be where we're supposed to be together. Does that make sense? This, this true humility that we, we have. 
And when we do that, when we come humble together in a corporate setting, we get to, all of a sudden, this sense of safety happens because everybody feels empowered. Everybody feels invited into what they were made for and who they were made to be. Everybody feels elevated. All of a sudden, there's higher perspective happening. It's not focused in on the one person who has the message. It's not focused in on the one person who has the gifting. It's not focused on the one person who's getting it all right. And how can I be like the one person? No, it's focused on Jesus. The focus is Jesus did this. Jesus did this and it's available to us all. I think sometimes we can, we can want to hold on to, um, well, I'm here because this is what I had to do to get here. And we like the hierarchy of life. I did the hard work to get here. And yes, you can learn from me. But what if we came into to this corporate setting and we didn't look at anybody as lower than us, but we, we, we met everybody face to face, eye to eye, fully present and engaged with the Holy Spirit and the image of God that they carry and thought, man, Jesus, let my heart be tender to your image that's on people and let me receive all of who you are that's coming out of them so that I can see a better picture of who you are because we all make our picture. We all make our picture of who God is and it can't be all of who he is, right? I could think, I, I could really, really think that that's true, but it can't be all of who he is or God's down to my size all of a, su a sudden. We create our picture of who we believe God is. And as we move forward in life and in the journey with him, as we dive into the word and, and are filled with the truths of who God is, all of a sudden, the picture starts to get bigger. The future starts to get brighter. It's like, oh, you're better than I thought. It's like that song that's like, wouldn't it be like you to be different than we thought, different than we want, but better? That's how it is on the journey with Jesus. Every step of the way, he's getting better. Every step of the way, he's getting bigger. The picture is getting bigger. I, I gave this example at the retreat, but like when what I believe will show up in what I do, like what I have faith for will show up in what I do. What I believe about who God is will show up in what I do. Like what I believe about this chair, if I believe this chair will hold me up, I'm going to sit down in that chair with a certain amount of confidence right? But if I just have even a little doubt, if there's just a little hesitation that this chair may not hold my weight, I'm, that's going to change the picture of how I sit down in this chair. It's going to change my relationship between the chair. All of a sudden, you know, I don't really trust you. <laughs> and I'm going to just like put this like one cheek at a time. You know, I'm just going to go down real slow into the chair. It'll change the whole picture of me just coming in sitting down, full trust, full trust, full faith that this chair is going to do what it said it was going to do, what it's supposed to do. And I'm just going to sit right in, right? 
But all of a sudden, one thing changing about what I believe, it changes my relationship with the chair, changes how I feel towards it, changes how I'm going to respond to it, changes my actions. That's how it is with, that's how it is with God sometimes. We, we, ha- we, we have this picture of who he is, and along the way, what, what, we're re- what we're taking in starts to change the picture. And whether that be what we're taking in from what the world is saying about who God is, what we're taking in from what our family, our friends are saying about who God is, from our experience, from the word, it either be a false picture of who he is or, or the truth of who he is. It starts to change our picture. It starts to grow our box or small, make our box smaller, shrink our box. Um, it, it starts to change. The picture starts to change by what we believe about who he is. There are fragmented pieces of our souls because there are missing pieces of the picture of who he is. And, and we walk in, in, the, in the, the depth of our identity that we can right now from what we see in him. Every step is progress. Every step is progress. And as we move forward with Jesus and we get to, he reveals more and more of who he is. Those fragmented pieces of who we are start to be filled in. We start to become more whole. There's no pressure to have to know everything right now. That's a standard that Jesus didn't set for you. There's no pressure to have to get everything right today. That's a standard that Jesus doesn't set for you. He, he actually just invites us in. He invites us into knowing him and to receiving him at the capacity that we can receive him right then. Like with Moses, like he was like, I know that you're all like hype right now on the mountaintop and I'm speaking to you, but if, I, if you actually see me face to face, you're going to die. So I love you a lot, so I'm just going to let you like, I'm just going to like run by <laughs> and let you see a glimpse. It's going to change everything. One day you'll see me fully. I'm going to let you see a glimpse because just right now I, I don't want to kill you. There's, there's parts of him right now that our hearts have not, our hearts have not been tender towards yet. And if he just goes full frontal with everything, we, we probably aren't going to be able to receive it. He meets us where we are with who he is and at the capacity that we can receive him. He doesn't withhold anything from us. His love is a free gift. But as we move forward in this journey of life on this side of heaven, there's more and more of him being revealed because he's so big and so beautiful and so great. There is more for you today. There is more of who he is that he wants to reveal to you. It's just like that tension of life. We have it all. He did everything on the cross, and yet we still there's still more to know. There's still more to experience. He did, he did everything he needed to do for us to have access to all of who he is.
And yet he wants to walk this journey of relationship with us through life. Little by little, just like, hey, this is who I am. This is who you are. I really believe that that God's doing something in the church, in the body of Christ right now in the earth that's significant, that is specific to this generation, that's specific to the time that we're in, that I haven't seen, to where is he's coming and he's disrupting like church as usual. He's coming and disrupting like the, the framework in, that we've made God fit in. And like we've been like, here's like the time frame in you can work within here. And this is what we like and this is what works and this is like what supports what we do. So like God, we're going to give you this time right here and some uh, on this part here. And, and you can work within there. Now, when you do, when we do give you the go-ahead, this is what we want you to do. We want you to heal everybody. We want you to set everybody free. Um, we want you to come and, like, make sure everyone's finances are good. We want you to <laughs> help the missionaries. Um, we want you to send your glory and your fire and your power. But for 30 minutes... Because when the 30 minutes is up, just, like, let the fire just, like, hold on, put the fire hose out for a second because then there needs to be a teaching. And then then you bring a fire back when there's the altar call because that's, like, the emotional peak. I mean, it's true, right? Even some of you sitting here today are probably like, what is this girl up here doing? She doesn't even have a Bible. What is she even up here doing? She's just talking to me like she's talking to her mom on the phone. Well, because I'm, if you can be moved into an emotional response by like a hyping up, then you're probably just going to walk right out of it when you're not in that environment. It's actually not the church's job, like the structure of the church that man made, to keep Christians in love with Jesus, and to keep Christians, like, on fire for God, like, that's not my job. It's not Tony's job. It's none of our leaders' job to do that. Actually, when we come together, the fire that you've been stoking with the Holy Spirit on your own is something that we all need. It's something that we all need. And when we get together, it's like, okay, what's God doing in your heart? What, what's been burning? And, we, and, we, and our fires start just growing and growing and growing. And I believe that there's something happening in the body where Jesus is like, I'm disrupting this stuff because it grieves my heart. It grieves me that the church has been reduced to a message. The, the, The church has been reduced to a production. The church has been reduced to an emotional fix for the week. There's so much more. There's so much more. He has more for us.
He has more for us. I think we need to learn how to trust each other a little bit better. One of the things that I like to tell people when I'm in at any kind of weekend retreat or something is that all of a sudden, this can be the most safest place you've ever been real quick. And this is how. If each individual decides, right now, I am going to be a safe place for people. I am going to be a trustworthy person. I am going to come with good intentions. I am going to come to see people, to hear them. I will be a safe place. I'm going to withhold judgment. I'm going to keep my heart tender. I'm going to keep my heart tender to the things that they express that I'm too afraid to. I'm going to keep my heart tender to the way they express their freedom that I'm too ashamed to. I'm going to keep my heart tender to the way they express their healing that I've been bound by. I'm going to keep my heart tender to the way that they express the God-given identity and image that's on their life that looks different than mine. And I'm going to get low and I'm going to receive it. I'm going to withhold judgment and offense and stop holding their sins against them. I want to read this verse. Hey, look, I got, I got a Bible verse. James 4, 11 through 12. I like the Passion Translation of it. It's beautiful. You can read it in any translation, and it's still powerful. Because truth sets you free, not a person. Um, dear friends, as part of God's family, never speak against another family member. For when you slander a brother or sister, you violate God's law of love. And your duty is not to make yourself a judge of the law of love by saying that it doesn't apply to you. But your duty is to obey it. There is only one true lawgiver and judge. The one who has the power to save and to destroy. So who do you think you are to judge your neighbor? Keep my heart tender, Jesus. The only duty that I have is to obey the law of love. Keep our hearts tender, Lord. Keep our hearts tender to the truth. Keep our hearts tender to your love. Just as there's a false, um, I'm going to wrap up here shortly. Just as there's a, like a false humility, I believe that God is starting to unearth this false version of what identity looks like. And we're see, we see that. It's easy to see in the, the world what that looks like. It's like people just don't know who they are. People just don't know who God is and they just don't know who they are. But I believe that there's this, this, this false identity that God is wanting to unearth in the body of Christ. To where I decide what my identity looks like and I put the standards and I become the judge. 
I, I decide what the standard is to receive mercy from the cross. I decide what the standard is to receive love. I decide the standard. But like Jesus said, it was a free gift. And he did it because of love, out of love, for love. And I've found that we've really grabbed a hold of how to love people who do not know Jesus yet really well. We go to the pride festivals, we love people well. You know, we, we go to, to outreach, we love people well. We've learned how to see the value and the gold in people who do not know God yet and remove the standards from them and, and honor them well. And then all of a sudden, when they actually receive that love that we talk about, when they actually receive this free gift, when they actually step into this relationship with Jesus, all of a sudden we put a standard of perfection on them. And, and, and all of a sudden there's a performance that's going to need to happen for you to be in right standing for you to be able to receive this free gift every day. <laughs> and, and, that, and I found that, that happening in my own life because I realized I said, to, I found myself getting frustrated with people who just weren't getting it. I'm like, how are you still struggling? How are you still not out of it yet? How are you just not, like, just read the Bible, get with God. Like, your struggle looks different than mine, and I'm offended. Because if you were doing all the right things, you would be over it by now. Your healing would have taken place because he's the healer. He'll show up. You just need to look more like me. You just need to act more like me. You need to express the identity and the image of God that I carry. You need to look more like me. If you just be more like me, you'd have your breakthrough because I'm the one that the breakthrough comes through. And yet the standard was never put there by God. He said it was a free gift. And he said he was the only judge. And the only duty that I have is to follow the, the command to love. And trust that love is powerful enough to do its own job. That the Holy Spirit is powerful enough to lead people into all truth. But it started with the standard that I put on myself to perform for the Lord. To be able to earn the free gift of grace and mercy and love that he gave me with the cross. And it's time for the standards to come off. It's time for the standards that we've made to come off so that the bride can be free. He's already done everything he needs to do. He's already done everything that he needs to do. The gift is free, and we have access to it. A free gift. His love, it was costly, the price that he paid so that it could be free for you. And he, respects, he expects nothing in return. The only thing that we have to do is say yes. I receive this free gift and let the power of love do its work. It's not my responsibility to teach the person to my left how to get where I'm at and how to move beyond me and how to look like Jesus. We can trust that God is powerful enough to do what he wants to do inside of people. The only thing that I get to do, and it's a get to, 
is to be present and love people well right where they are. Can you guys stand with me today? Jesus, you're so good. You're so good, God. Will you keep our hearts tender? Will you keep our hearts tender? Will you keep our hearts tender, Jesus? Will you cover all the offenses with love? Will you remove the standards that we've set that you never asked us to? Every standard that we've set on ourselves that you did not ask of us, will you come and remove it with your love, Jesus? We just invite you, Holy Spirit, we invite you right now. (laughs) We just invite you. (laughs) It's like the Holy Spirit is like, I don't need an invitation. I've been here. He's been here all along, Lord. Would you give us eyes to see? Will you give us eyes to see you? Would you give us ears to hear what you're speaking to us in this moment? Would you give us, thank you for the heart that you've given us to know you. To know you, the sheep who know your voice. Thanks for speaking to each heart right now. Thanks for doing what you can do, God, what only love can do. Meeting people right where they are whether that is to tear down those standards that they've made for themselves or to keep our heart tendered towards the ones that have drove us crazy. When really you were giving us an opportunity to sit and be present with people. You're giving us an opportunity to say yes to the law of love. For the fire that you've been putting inside of us that to just be near and keep that person warm in the cold places that they're in. Teach us how to love with no strings attached like you do, Jesus. Teach us how to receive you as you are in this moment. We receive you, Lord. receive you. Yeah, thanks for bringing unity back into your bride. Thanks for teaching us how to trust again. Thanks for teaching us how to trust again, God. 
You don't have to worry about trusting people. Just trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. Trust what he's asking of you. Trust what he's asking of you, and he'll do the rest. Thank you, Lord. I just thank you for the fire of love that's in every heart in this room. We thank you, God, that thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming and just blowing on that fire. Coming and blowing on that fire as we just receive you. If you feel like there's places of your heart that you're like, uh, I, I, wanna, I want that tenderness that we see in Jesus. I want that tenderness towards people, towards myself, towards the things I've been frustrated with about the church, about the body. Would you just say, I receive, I receive you. While you guys are just uh, in this place, just with Jesus, I want to read something over you. What if Jesus is okay with letting parts of him remain a mystery? What if Jesus is just smiling when when I think down here, I must know everything? What if all of my views don't reflect his fullness and there's still so much more of heaven yet to see? What if trusting him is what he's looking for? Would that be good enough for me? What if Jesus sees that what I miss and he does not share all my thoughts on politics? What if his body bridges these chasms that I have dug out in my own self-righteousness? And what if people I don't agree with are the same ones pouring their perfume out on his feet? What if Jesus got the whole of his reward? Would that be beautiful to me? What if Jesus desires mercy while I'm busy judging others for their deeds? Because if I have his heart and friendship, then I must know he loves the liars and the thieves. What if I spend life in his vineyard and at midnight he redeems my enemies? What if trusting him is what he's looking for? Would that be good enough for me? What if Jesus' wedding table holds the people that have hurt and wounded me? What if I'm seated in the middle while at the head are some who've only just believed? What if after all that I've been through, 
everyone gets the same you promised me? What if Jesus alone is my reward? Would that be good enough for me? Keep our hearts tender, Jesus. Can we just say that again? If you feel like any of that was hitting a place in you, I receive you. Keep my heart tender. I just bless you guys. I bless what Jesus is doing. Feel free to stay in that moment. I want to invite my prayer team to come up. If you're able to. If you guys have any prayer needs at all, we want to pray with you. We love you guys. We don't want to rush past the moment if you're if God's doing something in your heart. you want to pray over us? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. Thank you for stirring each and every one of our hearts. Thanks for opening our eyes to amazing you think each and every one of us are. Thank you for breaking the lies that our lives should look like something else other than what you've created us for. Thank you for breaking off false purposes and revealing our purpose, our individual purpose. Thank you for the power of free to be me. Cancel all expectations, all standards that anybody or ourselves or the world. And I just thank you that you would magnify just us being us, me being me, with you. Help us to receive all the love you have for us. Help us to maintain our perspective towards you, that our eyes would always stay on you regardless of what anybody's saying or doing or looking or moving or whatever is happening. Any circumstances, I pray, Lord, that you would hold our faces towards you. Help us. And thank you for hearing us when we say help us and that you will help us, that you are faithful, that you never change. Before we um, dismiss to hang out and connect, does anybody feel like they have, they're hearing anything from the Lord that's for us this morning, specifically with what we talked about in the message today? Anything burning in your hearts? Prayer team, anybody?
Ricky, Anna. All right. We bless you guys. We love you guys. We want to see you um, again. We want to um, connect with you. Um, we Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.